in this corner, from Alberta, Canada, weighing in at 422 pounds, Ruin and Cade Kendrips and Papo! And in the opposite corner, from Ontario, Canada, weighing in at close to 700 pounds, Jason Jeremy Old Man Rolling Dice! <laughs> We got East Coast. We got West Coast. We're gonna take those Rocky Mountains, lift them up over our head, and smash it down! On the CN Towers, candy ass. This is Old Man Rolling Dice! Well, Old Man Rolling Dice. Thank you so much for uh, having this episode with us. Tell us, what are you guys all about? We're about old old men rolling dice, I guess. We started out, we thought we were going to be this live play. Jason and I have an, a, a group of friends. So old men, to define old men, I mean, we're all, we're all north of 40. We're all north of 45, I guess, really. There was a whole bunch of us playing Tomb of Annihilation together. And there had been a couple <laughs> sessions back to back. We'd been on a bit of a roll where people were like leaving the game crying having laughed so hard we were just having a really really good time with it and then i was like you know do you think it's just us or could this uh, could this maybe be a little bit entertaining for other people out there and then would people actually listen if we recorded and i had listened to a couple podcasts and i'll t i'll tell a dirty little secret here uh, i'm not a big fan of listening to live plays like they they just don't do it for me but that being said i love to game and if someone can get some enjoyment listening to us play, then so be it. So we jumped in live playing. Not only was I not a fan of live plays listening, I was not a fan of live play editing. It's the worst part. <laughs> Isn't it horrible? It's oh, horrible. It takes forever. <laughs> it takes for, and you know what? We did not have, I, I'm going to say that we did not have grade A equipment. Would you agree, Jay? We had a single blue Yeti and a laptop. With like six people around a table. That's all you need. Looking back, back now, there, we, we definitely didn't make anything easy for ourselves. We, we chose to take a horrible, horrible road if we were going to pursue something. We had a couple booming voices, and then we had a couple people that like, I don't know, when we were at the table, they sounded fine. But when you listen to them on the mic, they're like, has, has, has. it was like ASMR. It was like, ah, yep. that's that? so cringy. What is that? <laughs> ASMR makes me so uncomfortable. I Does don't it? know why. Oh. oh, I'm gonna pull that into our next episode. It's a total. <laughs> shouldn't have said that. It's a guilty <laughs> pleasure of mine. I can't explain it. It's just it, I don't know if I'm uh, if I'm prepping. I'll have AS, ASMR <laughs> in the background. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe uh, that might I explain can't. that might explain some of the strange sexual tension in uh, in our games lately. <laughs> you know, I've been wondering. Yeah. As I listen, I'm like, there's something going on here. You know, it's something. okay. Something. It's soft, and I can't quite put my finger on it. Uh, so, yeah. So, anyways, then we ended up interviewing some people. And we were like, that was fun. And then we got, like, we put those episodes out, and some people actually gave us feedback. And we were like, oh, let's do those. Yeah. <laughs> I think so it's neat we, when it's one of those things where you, you think you're good at something, or you think it's something you're passionate about, and you just stumble across something else, and you're like, 
apparently we're a little better at this. And I don't even know that we're really good at that. We're not. Mediocre at best. It's nice. It's a nice outlet in being able to cover different topics and not having to sort of commit to something long. You can kind of just take the best of the best of what you have to say about something and put it out there. Like some episodes, some episodes, someone might listen to and go, wow, that was, that was interesting. That was well thought out. And then other episodes, it's just like monkeys fucking a football. (laughs) That's just, (laughs) it's kind of what it is. It's kind of what it is. And it's also why I love it. Like the monkey episodes, that's the episode I want to be in. You know, we are not looking, this is not a gig for us. This is, this is old guys who have played D&D and role-playing games a very long time, essentially using the recording as a reason for us to reminisce about old times and not, with people that are not our wives and roll their eyes at us, right, Jay? Like, it's just like someone that we can geek out with. I appreciate the fact that she sits through it, but I can tell by the painful look on her face that she no longer wants to speak about it. You know, and, and that's that, and that really is the, the secret to marriage, right? Just sort of know the look well. It. Yeah, <laughs> we're all imagining our own lives right now. Mm-hmm. It's the same look. Just, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that led us to uh, that led us to here, and we've kind of branched out. I mean, started trying to teach ourselves social media. Some has some has been very positive. Some not so much. Instagram is a big success story for us. Uh, we, we've, we've done very well there and met lots of very cool people, including yourselves. And other social media has been kind of, eh. Right? Do you guys find Facebook is just a graveyard? Yes. Yeah, I, 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 I thought I knew it, but I don't, clearly. I, I'm, not, I'm not real computer savvy, but I think it has something to do with the way Facebook distributes sort of material like it, it's algorithm i think is the word i'm looking for mm. i don't think like if you're not paying facebook they're doing nothing for you mm-hmm. yeah. and, and even when you throw them a bit of money like we've we've even dabbled in that like hey maybe if we put promote you know, this promote that 10 yeah. bucks into this let's put 10 bucks of advertising into this someone out there right now is going you can't put 10 bucks and you gotta put you gotta put it in month after month. You gotta put in your time. Yeah. And I'm like to those people, I say, "Fuck you! This is a hobby. I don't want to put that much money and time <laughs> yeah. into it." Uh, so, so yeah, that, so social media we've learned, and then we expanded into streaming. Uh, not so much Jason. Jason, Jason does not like the live show. Jason does not like the live show. I'm a very private person. I get horrible stage. I get horrible stage fright. It's terrible. <laughs> so, so we do, we do, uh, we do streaming. I run a game on our stream every Sunday and Wednesday, and a bit of an adventure. And here we are now. So combined with the two of you, because you're the two I hear the most often on the show. Yes. What's your combined D and D experience or tabletop experience? We're actually, and this is where it's neat is. Because at first when he was like, I think I'm going to do this. I'm like, I don't know that I have as much to offer. Like, because the reality is, well, I'm a long-term gamer. I'm an incredibly casual gamer, right? Gaming is something. So I probably played my first game of Dungeons and Dragons. And I've been trying to work with the math, like 81 or 82. Mm. And then it, there's points in my gaming career where I would have taken, you know, a five-year hiatus without playing a single game. Because um, he's soft. <laughs> Truth of the matter, yeah. when, we had, when we had our conversation and you were like, I'm not sure I have a lot to offer, I was like, well, but you're pretty attractive. I, I find that. I find you, you, you're you well-groomed. I also think that uh, Jason is a good talker. And I was like, well, 
someone like I don't want to just listen to myself all the time. So so for sure. I I started when I was 10. So that would be 30 How old am I now? I'm 46. So 36 years I've and I've never stopped. Like it was I picked up the the red box in 84 and I never looked back. Set first edition, second edition, third edition. I even played a little bit of fourth edition before I jumped ship to Pathfinder. And then I came back to fifth edition. So, and I know Jay, Jay kind of did first edition and then left and came back around a little bit of third, right? Yeah. 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 And then we started gaming again regularly. We're, ve we're very different gamers years. though. Like Jay, Jay is like a gaming camel. He can take a game and store it. Like he can play a game and go for weeks. Am I, if I'm saying something wrong here, you tell me. No, absolutely, dude. Whereas I'm, yeah, I, um, whereas I'm more like a, I, I'm more like I start jonesing and itching if I haven't played a game in in a week or so. Like I need to get that in. So we're very different people in that way. Jason sort of grounds me as to like you don't have to game that much. There are other things you can do with your life. I have a theory, and it's probably a podcast in the future called Gamer Gluttony. I really think that some gamers get so <laughs> into it that they simply can't get enough. Like there's a, there's a level of addiction for sure, but uh, no, I, very casual gamer. And like you said, I even have, even when we do game, I, I'm always pushing for the three hour window. I'm like three hour sessions enough for me. Uh, I have trouble being nice after three hours. Like three hours is my golden, my golden zone. And, and yeah, even I, when I hear you on that. Even when it comes to mechanics, yeah. you, you like things really light. And yeah. I, although I would tell people I do like, crunch in my game i mean i'm i played pathfinder for a long time so i i like that kind of crunchiness i also have come to accept that light is better i do believe that light is better but when it's too light i feel like oh i need more need more yeah. rule oomph light but it has to be done well yeah if light it's gonna be light and, yeah. it better be on target yeah light mm -hmm. and lacking are not the same it's yeah so yeah, how did you guys get into tabletop role-playing games? Because I imagine a lot of the people that are kind of, you know, our gaming generation learned about these things from like, you know, Critical Role, was that Felicia Day show, was it The Guild? Um, like mm -hmm. those kind of more, you know, pop culture booming where it sounds like you guys were picking it up pretty early on when there wasn't a lot of, you know, hype around it. It was just a lot of spoken word. I'm 50. So yeah, like 1981... I'm in the school, uh, newer school. I'm hanging out with some guys, and they're like, "Hey, do you want to come to my house this week?" And we're playing this game, Dungeons and Dragons. Never heard of it. Had no idea what it was. Wasn't even a, into sort of the fantasy genre as a kid. I'd watched a lot of sci-fi stuff. Mm. You know, kind of grew up with Star Wars and stuff like that. Yeah, the, yeah. The original trilogy. Show up there, and like, and and we talked about this recently in terms of what a game could be or what I thought a game was. I walk in, and you're like, "Well." There's, there's no board, there's no pieces, there's, you know, yeah. the sort of level of excitement only 11 and 12 year old boys can have about something, they're explaining to you in rapid fire. So all I know is I walk in, I sit down and five minutes later, and I've heard somebody incorrectly. So I'm like, I'm a carrot, I'm a half orc, <laughs> I have a mace, and I'm, I'm, and I'm, I'm in charge of healing the party and they name me Wee Wee. Okay, so I'm like, what you, how come this guy's a warrior and I'm a carrot? But I'm mean, like, even at that age, I was like, I don't even know what a cleric is. I'm like, why don't I get a sword? And it literally just spurred from there. Really, he ended up being a really close friend. And, you know, five, six, ten sessions later, 
And it probably took me that long to grasp what was really going on in first edition. It's one of those things where you're like, okay, I got it. I got an elf. I got a dwarf, right? And then you're like, what, what the hell is a Kuatoa? Like, I don't even, you're going to have to describe <laughs> this thing better because it sounds like you're just making up words as we're going along here. <laughs> so I then moved, uh, changed schools again, was sitting around and uh, in a class with a bunch of guys who I still game with to this day. They were all sitting around, you know, you're like the new kid and you're talking. And one of the kid goes, hey, I heard about this game called Dungeons and Dragons. I, I think I'm going to try and get a copy. We lived in a small town. You had to travel to get this. And yeah. I remember it was like, I'm at the table next to them. Like, I got that book. And then everybody's like, oh my God, he's got the book. And I did. I have like the original Trampier covered handbook, right? I'm like, yeah, I've got dice and a book and I can bring it down to your house this weekend if you want. And like that just sort of. Yeah. You were immediately the coolest kid there. Uh, it was a tough time to be there. That's not what cool was back then. That's for sure. Eh? To those uh, kids. You know? Oh no, I got them. I got them all. Like I got, I got what Come with for. me, nerds. <laughs> you might as well have it like a trench coat, eh, with the book inside it or something. Yeah. Don't let your mom or your yeah, pastor know started. about this. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. I was with a friend. It was the summertime. We weren't in school, and uh, he was—he had a babysitter looking after him, a teenage girl. I, I only call her that because I don't remember her name, uh, but she is responsible for my addiction. And she's like, it's "Well, a choice ever... of words there, but we'll, yeah. we'll let it go." <laughs> yeah. Which which addiction is she responsible for? Well, I, I'm, well, uh, I'm trying to figure out how this ends up with an elf <laughs> and a dwarf. Like, <laughs> there's a reason they call it role play, guys. <laughs> Hello, ladies. So here, so here, so anyway, she goes like, "Have you ever heard of Dungeons and Dragons?" And we're like, "No." She takes us to the library, the uh, the red basic book who is it earl otis is on errol errol otis is on the cover of it mm. uh we my buddy gets that out on his library card and i the day finishes and i don't think anything more of it it's like oh we didn't play that day right because it's a book we're like this is not this is not risk this is not uh yeah. sorry this is not like and as jason said like what a paradigm shift was about to happen and what a game could be so then he calls me and says you gotta come play this game so I come up to his house and we play and this was not the day after or anything because we had the book, but it's talking about these dice. We don't have these dice and there's nowhere to get these dice. Somehow my friends, I don't know if it was his parents or him, they find a hobby shop that has like, they're basically model trains and planes. And here's this one rack with TSR products on it. And there's a couple sets of dice you can get. So somehow he managed to get some dice and then, then he had me and another guy over, we played, I made an elf. I was an elf. I carried like so many weapons. I had a pole arm. I had a long sword. I had a battle axe. Like what the hell was I going to use them all for? I don't know, but <laughs> we played and then it was just, it was an instant hook. And I played with that group of friends sort of right through until I got to high school. And then where we were living, there was multiple high schools to go to and we went our separate ways type thing. Mm -hmm. And at that point it was like, well, someone has to DM. And I was like, well, I can't, I cannot go without this game. So I'll DM. Sure. We do you now. <laughs> Another weird choice of words. But Another you know, weird I'm, choice I'm of words. words. So, so Jason, Jason is sort of like my Jiminy Cricket. I commonly uh, refer to him as like, he tells me when I say stupid things. So I say stupid things. That's okay. That's okay. So tell me, we, we just finished with our entrance story, uh, but let's, let's backtrack. So why start a podcast 
Hey, do you want me to start it out? Uh, sure. Or do you want to? Do you want to jump in there? Well, I I experimented with podcasting before you did. Yeah, um, that's fair. So I I had a podcast in college that was all about comic books and stuff like that because I'm a huge comic nerd. In addition to tabletop role playing games, that was a a weird three year venture that went absolutely nowhere. Where I I found guys online from various like gaming groups that I I was friends with and we just kind of got together and we're like yeah we'll do a podcast even though we've never met each other or heard each other's voices until our first recording session uh we just were hanging out yeah like i said it went nowhere and then after i graduated i was working and i was like well i just don't have the time for it anymore so i shut it down and then i started working with bruin and we kind of talked about how like we we were both into tabletop role-playing games and he was talking about how he wanted some kind of project that was going to kind of be separate from work and separate from, you know, family responsibilities and just kind of something that was, I don't know, something that was just for fun and something that was just for us. And we talked about like, oh yeah, you know, maybe we'll do a podcast. And I was like, well, I mean, if you want to do one, I, I have a little bit of experience. I can help ease some of the growing pains a little bit. And then Ruin ran with it. And then told me, hey, we've got all these other people and all these things. And this is our schedule. And this is what we're going to do. And you're in. <laughs> like, okay, sure. Why not? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess that kind of really gave the the groundwork for it. It really did start out like that, Caden. I think it was over the summer, you know, we we're doing our own separate things and stuff like that. And, you know, because of the pandemic, most of us are working from home nowadays, if we can. And ended up having all this equipment that I'd never had before, you know, camera and a, a dumb, big, giant mic that just sat there. And, you know, I, I kind of just went, okay, there's got to be something like brainstorm, brainstorm, brainstorm. And then it was free RPG day. I was in uh, a city that I do not live in and they had access to a game store because my small town does not. I was like, uh, yeah, I want to pick up like a, a module or whatever. I had no idea it was free RPG day. I go in and I picked up Sandy Peterson's Abominations, I think it's called, the modern day Cthulhu. All of a sudden, the guy's like got all these RPGs on the counter, these, these thin little manuals of quick start rules. He's like, do, do you want one of these? And I was like, could I take one of each? <laughs> I'm like feel, feeling a little greedy, but seeing like zero other people in the store. And he's like, yeah, whatever. So I grabbed one and I ended up grabbing the DCC one. It just blew my mind that like they're putting these out there for free and that you can just pick it up and play a game. And so then I, it just all of a sudden clicked. It's like, why don't you do that? Why don't you take these quick starts and play them and then talk about how good they were? And that's kind of how it started out. And then we did it for five months. I immediately messaged Cade and I was like, here's our idea. Let's do it. And he was good. And we got Jody as like our permanent guest. He's the one that like, if he doesn't want to make it, it doesn't really matter. We'll find somebody else. But like, we love it every time he's on. And then Jaden was somebody that Cade knew. And he was just all of a sudden like, yeah, I'm in every episode. Let's do it. I don't even care. I'll change my schedule. The quick start thing wasn't really working out, but everything else was. And so we were like, okay, well, let's switch to full rules. And then we'll kind of like dial it back so that we've got like a two month release cycle so we can do more actual play. I think you guys were saying earlier that like you didn't necessarily want to do actual play. You didn't like actual play, Jeremy. And I'm totally the same way. I would rather use that time to prep for my next game. And I can't prep and listen to someone chattering in my ear. Hence the ASMR thing. So still not I, good enough just, reason. That's just that's <laughs> just the way I'm painting myself as a very strange individual. I'm pretty straight. <laughs> it's I okay. It's all right. It's um, okay. 
Yeah, that's but, interesting though that you guys you guys were like you wanted a creative outlet, and mm-hmm. and that's what led you to sort of like podcasting can be that for you. I had played tabletop games for a few years at this point. Like I have not even close to the amount of experience you guys have, and I, Kay can speak for his own. But and I just there's something that's always drawn me into it. It was almost like I was looking for that creative outlet, but also a reason to play more. You know, like we never, we never imagined that we would be an actual play. In fact, the one thing we said is we don't want to be an actual play, but if you're going to review a system, you should probably show people what that looks like. And then it turned out that that was like our most liked content from people. And so we're like, well, I guess we should do a little bit more of it. Okay. So when does the coffee work into it? Because I know you guys review coffee, early old man rolling dice. We did a couple sessions where we just said, let's just try this. We're always drinking a beer or something. There's lots of these little Mm -hmm. breweries. We'll review a beer. But see, Jason was our face man. So he's going out to these little breweries going like, (laughs) oh, we're going to talk about your beer. And then we would bring the beer to the episode and people go, this beer fucking sucks. Like this thing tastes like shit. I'm like, I gotta go back. Like I can't go back there. <laughs> Did you guys do that podcast? Uh, no, no, we didn't do it. Your beer was delicious. Uh, <laughs> so what got you on the coffee? We are just massive caffeine addicts. Yeah, uh, no secret. <laughs> yeah, we. Do you we think work that comes with gamers? Do you think that's a gamer thing? Oh, I think that as yeah. well as just like the kind of people that we are. So like, I'm a teacher. Uh, I drink coffee so much. Like the kids get concerned about how much coffee I drink in a day because it's like two pots. Um, so are yeah, called, it was just. Are you called Mr. Jitters? <laughs> no, no. Although I very well could be. <laughs> you know, we were always you know meeting up at, at the staff room and having you know coffee and whatever and just chatting like, oh yeah, you know, like I like this type of coffee and I like this type of coffee. It was just one more thing that we both had in common that we were like, yeah, you know what. We should probably work that in somehow. It's a little thing. It's not, you know, it's not like we're going into big in-depth, like here's how to roast your own coffee or anything like that. Although episode 100, I think we should do that. Um, <laughs> we got a little while before we get there, pal. Well, yeah, we got to first figure out how to roast our own coffee. <laughs> I'm very much the same. I don't know if it's the lifestyle or what, but Actually, I blame mine. I'm heavily asthmatic. And so caffeine is a way to keep the lungs open. And from there, it just turned into a full-on addiction. It's like a morphine addict, but like less serious. So what, what, would, uh. what would your session zero origin story then be with role-playing? Because I think, if I remember listening right, that you did not start with D&D. Like that is not your origin role-playing game. No, it's not. So I actually have a really recent origin story, which is crazy considering I was like, hey, I should do a podcast. Obviously, I'm an expert. <laughs> no no and actually i think that's part of the charm i should say that i bring to the show is i'm not by any means an expert and a lot of inspiration yeah yeah well (laughs) i'm also the face buddy (laughs) yikes uh here we go i started with warhammer fantasy but it was like um it was a friend that introduced it and it's not even the, the the full real version. It's like a homebrew version that they worked on for 20 years or, or whatever. It was out of the blue. Like my good friend of 20 some years was like, hey, uh, this mutual person we know who wasn't a friend at the time wants to play this game and didn't really explain what it was. And I didn't have a lot of experience with D&D. So it's not like I really even understood what I was getting myself into. But I was like, sure, I got to kill like a Tuesday night or whatever, you know. I went and they were like, just bring snacks. And I was like, okay, yeah, snacks are good. All of a sudden they're like, here's these dice. And I was like, what 
are these? Like, I this isn't a die. What is this? And like, I, I got to say, like, I'm like 21 at this point, you know, like I've been doing it for less than a decade. I, they, they all of a sudden just start, start doing it and it clicked because I, I did like, you know, like RPG video games and stuff like that. So I kind of got what was going on. I just remember going home that night and it was like two in the morning. So I went home that mo- the next morning, my wife r- rolls over and she's like, you're finally home. And I'm like, you have no idea what I just went through. This was an exciting adventure <laughs> of a lifetime and I'm going to do it again next week. I went to school the next day and I was trying to teach like grade eight social or something. You know, I was supposed to be talking about the Aztecs and I was telling the kids about this game and they're like, this is a video game. I'm like, no, it's a pen and paper game. You play it with your mind, kids. And they're just like, all right, all right, Mr. Ortega, you are like real crazy right now. We're going to need you to dial it back. <laughs> and and from there, I I played that for probably five years or so and kind of dabbled with some D fifth edition in there as well i think when did when did fifth edition come out well that's a good question i think about six maybe seven years ago okay so it already been out for a couple of years but i think a friend of mine was like oh i've never really played fifth edition let's give it a roll and i was like okay cool and then all of a sudden there was almost like no games happening for a while and I was like, I want to do something on my own. I want it to be a game that nobody's ever played. So there's a reason to bring people into the house. And I chose Cthulhu because I had heard some really cool things. And it just blew my freaking mind. Like it was the coolest experience, especially being that the keeper for the first time and understanding the deeper parts of the game. And, and obviously that's turned into what it is now. That's awesome. That's awesome. Cade, how about you? So yeah, so I didn't get into D&D until I was in college. I'd always heard of it and knew that it was a thing that existed, but I grew up in a small town. You know, the town I grew up in had like 5,000, 6,000 people and it very rural, very redneck. We were joking around before how Alberta is kind of the Texas of Canada. Weirdly enough, a lot of not, not a lot of rednecks want to play D&D. So I, there was nobody playing it. And then I moved away to college. I have my degree in education and my minor is in drama. So I was hanging around with a lot of drama kids, much more receptive to that kind of entertainment. <laughs> yeah. So I had a, a kid in one of my classes who was like, Hey, I, you know, saw you were reading some fantasy book. Uh, you should come and play D and D with us. I was like, okay, sure. Like I've, n- I've never played before. I'll come hang out though. You'll have to kind of explain it to me. Like, sure, sure. So he brings me down and there's a bunch of kids in his basement that I've never met before. And they, they look like your stereotypical D and D players. Like they're very familiar with basements, um, <laughs> particularly their parents. <laughs> so yeah. So we start playing this and like, I realized like, Oh, this is just really in depth improv. I can do this. This is fine. No big deal. My DM was what I like to call rules Nazi, um, where he didn't like people making jokes about anything about like weird ways to bend the rules. And if you said something jokingly, he was taking that as what you actually wanted to do. And then you had to do it. So at one point, not knowing that that was how he was, I said that my dwarf had such a big beard, he should be able to have extra carrying space because he could just shove stuff in it. And he made me roll for it, and I rolled a nat 20. So he gave me like five extra pounds of carrying space in my beard, and instantly I'm like, this is the greatest game ever made. (laughs) So yeah, so I played with him for a little while, um, and then that party fell apart, and then I got a couple of other buddies that were interested in DMing. Um, so we started playing and then we all moved back home and again, we're, you know, middle of nowhere. 
so we crowded around in a buddy's little hunting shack on his land and cuddled around a, a campfire and we played games there for a while until we moved back out to university that's um, also probably the most albertan thing you've said tonight oh yeah like you're in the hunting there. shack right around the fire <laughs> cracking some cold ones more than once we had to cancel a game to go back and chase cows for my buddy because his parents called and we needed a hand but yeah because so you, you dropped a dart on your character sheet and it went up <laughs> a dart i think that's a canadian term a dart gotta be. gotta be this is an all canadian podcast with zero beaver <laughs> really eh that's you always <laughs> slip something in there and and you know what yeah I never see it coming. We are we are east coast to west coast. No beaver. Maybe some moose knuckle. There we go. Okay, no boys. I'm gonna okay. Remember, hey, look at look at remember this? Jimmy Cricket. This is on Jimmy Cricket. Jimmy Cricket. Okay. You know, you know I love you. You know you're one of my closest friends in the world. However, oh look at I see this. This is me reeling in. That's what that is. Speaking of things, yeah, okay, okay, okay. This is this is what I liked about what you both had to say. I think it's interesting that both of you came to the game so the well, I say the game, but role playing later in life, uh, as opposed to Jason and I were like, you know, barely out of the womb. This is the other thing that interests me about your story, Ruin. I played Warhammer fantasy role playing. I've always been D D high fantasy heroics. I played that game and they made me a a rat. I'm trying to hold back my f bombs here. They made me a rat catcher. <laughs> I started out Warhammer Fantasy role playing as a rat catcher, and then Warhammer Fantasy role play is like this is what it's like to live in the Middle Ages. Like the first encounter I had with my rat catcher, he lost a foot. There's no playing. There's no playing high fantasy after that. There's no playing I've been, like he had a poor diet, got diabetes, <laughs> nicked his foot, couldn't recover. There's no doctors. What do you do? I got game. Now it's a pirate there. RPG. You just do a little peg leg and keep going. <laughs> like you, you know, Jeremy, the the thing I that I attribute to selling it is the the GM I had at the time. They had taken that system and taken out everything that a new player should not encounter. You know, like there's just some things that it's it's going to turn them off from a game <laughs> like getting gangrene on your foot and dying because you're a rat catcher, probably in the sewers. And they, to start out, they were like, Hey, here's your stats. Like, let's just roll them. Let's get into that. And then like, here's like five different classes you could be. Why don't you choose one of those? And so there was an automatically a choice of like being appealing. Cause it was like, Oh, I could be a knight. That's kind of cool. Like that's something I'm familiar with. I think because they had narrowed down the system to a level that anybody could appreciate, yeah. it, it automatically was like, okay, I see what works as opposed to, I see the, the barriers. Uh, so if Derek Mann, Der if Derek Mann is listening, uh, fuck you for introducing <laughs> Warhammer fantasy role play to me that way. I was a rat catcher. I had a knife and a cage and you sent me on an adventure and an orc chopped my foot off. Piss on you, Derek. Piss on you. Okay, let's stop for a second. Stop. Hey, there's not enough cricket here tonight. Um, <laughs> I think what's neat about what you just described there is it sounds like somebody basically took a system and basic boxed it, right? Like like starter boxed it, they, which is a fantastic idea, right? To take a system that's maybe a little complex and chunky and go, here, here's how I just make it more approachable and more friendly. I mean, really smart move. 
You know, and to go off of your point there, Jason, that's kind of what originally started our podcast was the idea that like these quick starts show the rules that you should know to get started. Not the ones that are barrier ones, right? When we did Cthulhu, we talked about, oh, they mentioned magic, but they don't really go into it. And it's like, well, yeah, because those rules are really complicated and that could actually make somebody not want to play. The quick starts should be, this is how, this is what you need to know to get into our game. These are the cool things that will make you want to play. What we found, though, and why we switched away from quick starts is that the people listening, the people who are finding the podcasts are already sold. They don't want the quick starts. Let's just say it. We got attacked by the cult of DCC uh, (laughs) because we said that we didn't, there were some aspects we didn't like. And then we were like, just bombarded with messages of like, but it's in the full system. You have to play the full system. Like, okay, we hear you. So they changed our entire podcast because they yelled loud enough, loud enough on the internet. (laughs) When we look at the stats for every week for like our episodes, it always shows the top three episodes and at least two of them are DCC every week. I don't understand it because they keep coming back and there are worse episodes. It's funny you Satanic say that. Panic might have been right with DCC. We, they did a DCC. On <laughs> we did a DCC one shot. It was, uh, did you guys do a funnel? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we did. We did a funnel with a very experienced DCC judge. He came in and I was like, I was not sold on it. I'm like, look, there's a reason fifth edition is so well-liked because it's streamlined why am i going back to something that wants to be clunky like the old days like why do i want to go back to that and i was wrong i'll admit i was wrong but uh he ran us through that and the dcc community is incredibly loyal and you do not mess with their with their game it's true somebody uh somebody was messaging me about the price because we got the price wrong and i totally totally got the price wrong i'll fully admit it but they were just like i don't understand where you're getting this from and i'm like okay and i went to go find their comments and they had deleted them and i was just like either you recognize that i'm really new at this or you just like decided i wasn't worth your time and i'm not sure which one is more insulting i just want someone in my life to love me the way that dcc nerds love that game yes that's all i want Yeah, yeah. It's not my wife, apparently. So. No, I, I, yeah, I, just, I just want to be unhealthily, unhealthily obsessed over. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. 100%. Yeah. I want a stalker. Like, We look back on those episodes and we're like, we had no idea what we were doing. And just even the, the way that we talked about it, you know, it was our second series. We did Cthulhu for the first because it was something we knew. Um, and we actually have plans to go back and do a re-review to start our season two, which will be in like September or something like that, uh, because we we feel like we didn't give it the credit it deserves, I guess. We've been or, or informed we that yeah. we have not given it the credit it deserves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the that starter box, I think, is golden. I think Chaosium did a good job on their Call of Cthulhu starter box. We, we, ha- we did a podcast mm-hmm. about that, too, because we both liked it so much. I think if someone's looking to get into Call of Cthulhu and they pick up the starter box, they can't go wrong. I like the idea of the starter box in general for anybody who's looking for something, right? Because I'm I'm probably similar to some of the people here because I know I'm not the same as some people here. And that I I don't like to spend a ton of money on gaming that I know I'm not going to use, right? To go out and drop a ton of cash on something and then have it sit on a shelf sort of irks me. So it's nice because it's a very reasonable price point to get into it and go, you know what? This is something I wouldn't mind pursuing further. But they're, not, the sampler but they're not all good yeah. like that. And you know, that was, that was the thing is the, the Cthulhu one, we, I already had the, the manuals. So 
you know, we kind of just did the full thing right out the gate. And I have seen what's in the starter. The reason why I don't get starters is because I find that what do you do with it when you're done? You know, like you, you, if you like it and you invest in the full system, what do you do with that box? And so to me, it's almost like an, if I think I'm already going to like it, it's one extra step. With the Cthulhu box set, I would tell you to give it to someone considering the game because it will work like crack. That's a good idea. Like, I think if you know someone that wants to get into the game and the Cthulhu starter has solo play uh, playability in it, they can literally play some Call of Cthulhu, like a choose your own adventure book. And it's uh, Alone Against the Flames. Yeah, that's that's the one. And I think if you're like, okay, I bought the... I, I agree with you. You buy the starter, maybe you run the adventures in it, and then what the heck do you do with it? But, you know, j- just pass it along if you have hoarding issues, if you have to ho- keep on, hold on to your books. Don't point at me. I I gave all my <laughs> previous editions away like an idiot. Like an idiot. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that... You gotta I think, have the library. You know, you gotta have it all on display yeah. for only the nerds. Yes, yes. I have a little bit behind me. <laughs> Oh, I can see. Look at all those D&D modules. Ugh. It's mostly 5e, though. Because I got rid of all my... I was done. I sold all my first edition books $5 a book. Oh. What was I doing? What was I doing? It's a pittance. What was I doing? It's ridiculous. Well, let me say, I, I was so excited when you said that you wanted to write a copy with us, because... You know, we talked earlier about that's such a small part. It's kind of our shtick, you know, it's, it's kind of just a fun thing. But when you guys said that you wanted to rate one with us, I was like, oh yeah, it's legit. Like people look forward to that review. It must be. <laughs> I live in a house with an absolute coffee snob. Like my wife would never pick up a cup that's of coffee kind of on the go. She's hand grinds. We, and she runs everything through a Chemex, which is the giant glass beaker. Yeah. We have a, a gooseneck copper pot to soak the filters with prior to. She made the coffee for me tonight, by the way, because I'm not allowed to touch her equipment. <laughs> You've got to keep her, Jason. But I'm like, yeah, like, <laughs> okay. when you're like, when you you're need coffee, a wife like, that'll let you touch her equipment. Oh, sweet Jesus. Apparently, I got to talk to my wife. <laughs> Listen, honey, he said you need, to, you need to let me touch your equipment, and I never touch the kettle. <laughs> never touch it. Don't touch it. So, yeah, like, for me, when it was, like, reviewing coffee, I'm like, oh, yeah. Even when you dropped the coffee the other day, she was like, so, so what, is, what coffee is that? Like, what, I'm like, we're not, don't drink it yet. Don't drink it yet. Like, that's for Tuesday night. Like, don't, I don't want to come home and find that bag empty. Yeah, so we're, we're totally pro coffee here. Awesome. <laughs> I worked a lot of night shift in my time. Mm-hmm. Didn't have to be good coffee. It just had to be coffee. And now, I mean, I still have sort of a religion with coffee. I can tell on a day that I have not had my coffee. That being said, mm-hmm. in the last little while, I've been a little more selective of what I choose. I went out and got a grinder, not a hand grinder, <laughs> an electric grinder. If that's wow. a faux pas, I apologize. I have but, one of each. You're fine. <laughs> I, I only got, use an electric I, grinder. I even got a French, wrong. I have a French press for myself. Uh, yeah, press. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, coffee has become more to me in the I would say in the last four or five years. Yeah, I once watched, and I think it was like a, I want to say it was like Cheddar or BuzzFeed video or something like that, and it, it talked about how like in North America we've gotten used to just like crap coffee, like that's what we've you know been born on. And it kind of resonated with me. And I was like, why do we drink coffee? Like, why is it that people are always like, oh, just add cream and sugar. It'll be fine. It's like, 
yeah. <laughs> Is that how you want your drink? You just want it to be fine? See, that was something else I wanted to ask you guys. So do when we rate this cup, should we be drinking it black? Mm. That's actually a journey that we've just recently discovered. Okay. okay. You make us sound way snootier than they are, Rude. <laughs> Please uh, let us be your Padawans. Tell us okay. of your journey. So I, I primarily am a black coffee drinker and my stance is how else do you know if it's good coffee or not? Right. I just, that's, that's how I have to drink it, but I will occasionally drink it with cream and sugar in it just for a morning perk up, like something special, you know? we had this black bourbon or black cherry bourbon. That's what it was yeah. by fire department coffee. And I, I just, the one morning I accidentally poured my wife's creamer. I was making her coffee and she's not really a coffee drinker. She just started since we had a child. I accidentally poured her creamer into my coffee and I was like, ah, oh, whatever, I'll just drink it. And it was phenomenal. Like the flavor just went through the roof and I was like, okay, well now I got to try it every way. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. See, and for me, like in addition to coffee, I'm a big like whiskey and scotch guy. And oh. uh, there's, so there's a YouTube channel called the Whiskey Tribe, which if you're a whiskey fan, I highly recommend you check out. But they have a saying that is the best whiskey is the whiskey you like to drink how you like to drink it. So however you like your coffee, that's how you drink it. There's no shame if you want to have half of it cream and a third of a cup of sugar, like whatever, power to you, that's on you. Okay. I don't agree, but... I'm not going to shame you for that. So. Jiminy, step back on me here. Step off me here, okay? <laughs> I'm just going to say this. There's a beaver at this table now because I cannot drink whiskey. Anything, like, I could do rum. <laughs> whiskey rye? No. No, I am a, I am a uh. wimp when it comes to that. Uh, it burns all the way down. My leg spasms. I cannot drink it. I cannot drink it. But once you get through that, it's the best. You oh, give me the peatiest scotch you can find, and I am a happy camper. Oh, <laughs> Ardbeg 10, love it. Lafroig, love it. It's all amazing. Nice. <laughs> it's just a really great time to be into the spirits and stuff too right now. There's oh, yeah. so many so many craft makers out there. There's so much on the yeah. market. If you're into it, it is, it's just the golden age right now. Because right? you think about when you were growing up, and I'm a lot older than you, like my dad in the 70s, like, he came home with the same bottle of like, you know, Seagram's five star if he bought yep. it and, 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 a, and a case of bad blue stubbies because that's, that's what you did back then, right? You, you know, he, had OV, he had OV or 50, did he not? Oh, dude, OV, eh? Oh, OV, Anna. <laughs> like, no, he was a blue, blue smiles like all the way <laughs> Either way, it is a great time to be into the spirits, beers, coffees, everything. I mean, the market for that is just fantastic these days. 100%. And, I did drink my coffee black tonight. I don't generally. I kept I kept the liqueur on the side so I could. So I'm, sometimes I'm mixing it, but uh, generally I was like, well, to get a proper, I didn't want to get in here and go, dude, did you put cream in that? I'd be like, uh, and then have to like, well, just, I, pour I, it I just right lied. In. I lied to two complete strangers about something that doesn't matter, and I feel dirty. <laughs> yeah, like we're gonna be like, point that camera down. What is in that cup? <laughs> Show it the cop show us the cop, <laughs> what? The cop. you've got the chaser going on every time you oh, take a sip you look like a, like a 14 year old girl like ooh, ooh, so chaser. Says, my chaser cup says aloha suck him up 
liquor, the spirits, beer, whatever you want to call it, industry is really paralleling the coffee right now. It's just that that small batch. People are looking for for things. Like I said, like if you're gonna drink something, shouldn't it be better than just mediocre? You know, and I think that includes your scotches, your beers, your coffee, especially because a lot of people will be like, do they taste great? Well, there's something good about them, but I wouldn't say they taste like sugar or they taste like Kool-Aid, you know? So you're already drinking something that kind of has its own unique, distinct flavor. So like, make sure it's a good one. Yeah. So how do we rate this? Do you guys have a scoring system? We have a different one every time. Kate, what if we have? Mysteriously absent wives, extra fingers. What was the turtles one again? Uh, illegally acquired turtle. Oh yeah, we usually base it off of some random thing that pops up in that batch's like system that we're playing. <laughs> so yeah, like the the illegally acquired turtles was from Cyberpunk, where they stole genetically unmodified turtles and were like selling them on the black market. So that was that rating system. <laughs> but I don't know what we use for this one when they're we don't really have a system. Something that we all have in common. Something Canadian. Something Canadian. How many darts out of five? Oh, man. <laughs> so what are we talking, like, DeMaurier or Players Light? I mean, what? <laughs> Export no, A. He, he's already called me out on my knowledge of cigarettes. No, I'm... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, all of them, right? The right ones. <laughs> The red ones. Yeah, the red ones. I remember like when you were growing up and some guy could just walk around with it hanging off his lip, right? He didn't even like there's a lost talent. You don't see that anymore ever. My parents both smoked as a kid, and I can remember the basement being like a haze. You'd be down there watching a movie. I remember going to friends' houses and their parents thinking I was a smoker, kicking my ass out of their house. Don't don't come around (laughs) with our kids anymore. I'm like, what's the problem? Oh, you stink of cigarettes. I'm like, well, I don't smoke. It's my parents. Please don't. My first job, I was like uh, 14, 15, was working at the local arena. And when people ask you, okay, so what do you do at the arena? I'm like, once an hour, I drive a Zamboni, which was awesome. And then I spend the rest of my entire day sweeping up cigarette butts. Because you could smoke back. You were in a sports facility, and people were just smoking. And you didn't even put it in the ashtray. You just threw it on the ground. I, I hope an American is listening because you, one, they probably don't know what a Zamboni is. And two, you said Zamboni a a a oh did i (laughs) you totally dropped three a's after that zamboni oh dude let's let's go to the rating system just one extra little bit on there let's call it out of five rips and darts because rips Rips you gotta know you gotta know what a rip is going out for a rip there bud I hate that I'm from Alberta. Give your nuts a touch. Oh, man. Okay. Well, um, I don't know. Cade, you probably have the most pretentious view on this coffee. So why don't you give us some tasting notes? I need a baseline. Fuck off. I'm going to need a baseline. (laughs) 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 You pretentious asshole. A side note, Kate and I once went to an event where we uh, we decided we were going to go, because I like beer, and I don't really like scotch. In fact, I think it tastes like an ashtray. Amen. And so Amen. the greatest of ashtrays. <laughs> I can't even taste anything. I might as well be drinking, like, rubbing alcohol. It yep. just fucking burns from the time You're it enters my mouth. bad whiskey. <laughs> so we went to this event where it was like, okay, Kate. I'm going to get you a beer and you're going to get me a scotch and we'll just trade back and forth. And we did that the whole night and it was both the best and worst experience. But the whole time, each one of us was trying to tell the other one why theirs actually tasted good when the other one was almost gagging. The difference is I was right. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Love okay, well, you need a, you need a baseline. Okay, when the, so, like would it, would it like would a Timmy's be uh, what? Oh, oh, is it a fresh Timmy's or like the after twenty minute mark Timmy's? <laughs> that twenty minute mark is a total suggestion, by the way. As someone who worked at Tim Hortons for six years of his life, that twenty minutes is it's a loose guideline at best. <laughs> it was my first job as well. It's actually also I think, where I met I think my you wife. Have to do, I think you have to do the twenty minute mark because okay. you're on average you're not going to hit the fresh mark that often at Timmy's. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You're not wrong. I don't know. That's like a one or a two, right? I'd say like a two. Okay. Two. So yeah. we're gonna call, we're gonna call a base. Good. Yeah. I'd say like your like really bad gas station coffee is like oh. your one. Yeah. Like that, where you're like actively picking grounds on your teeth and yeah. You guys even remember vending machine coffee? Like yeah. you know, oh, no, negative <laughs> negative two. <laughs> I'm like I remember like having to get one of those at work and you're thinking I'm not sure this is coffee. Like I, I know this, that I pushed the button. Not worth the quarter I put in. <laughs> has, has Starbucks made it to? Has Starbucks made it to Alberta? Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we're about twenty years behind, but we got our first one like three weeks ago. Did, are you? You're just pulling my leg. Yeah. <laughs> pulling yeah. Leg, yeah. Okay. No, we. Uh, I was actually just at Starbucks today. Okay. I cannot. Do you find I, that that's an Ontario thing to talk to the rest of Canada like that? <laughs> What? Like, oh, like you guys have a Starbucks? Oh, that's nice. Good for you. Can your women vote yet? Like, uh, <laughs> human just, rights? Look, I, we live in a small town. There's three Tim Hortons here. There's only one Starbucks. Yeah, you guys true. have it's three only... Tim Hortons? I have one. Okay, how many how many people are in this town, Jason? Hold on, I have to check. I, think I didn't grow 10, up 000. here, but Jason and I met, like, I, I've been here for like, shit, I think I've been here for 15 years. I don't like it here. Anyway, it's it's very small. It's very small. This is John Deere country out here, for sure. Um, well, I'm curious when you say very yeah. small, when we hear the number, because I came from a real small town. <laughs> I'm Googling it right now. So for reference, my current hometown, and actually I've always lived here, has about 6,800 people and one Tim Hortons. Okay, we have, uh, this is as of 2016, Paris, we're in Paris. Uh, 12,310 people, and we have three Tim Hortons. That's bigger than the city I currently live in. Literally one, (laughs) there's three ways to exit town, and there's literally a Tim Hortons at every exit. And we just got our first Starbucks. But I'm going to tell you something. I I can't drink Starbucks coffee. Starbucks coffee, I find, is grossly overpriced for what you actually get. It's very, it's very, um, what's the word? If it was good, I'd be fine. Mediocre? Is it bitter? Yeah. I bought yeah, him one. Is. I think I. Oh, no, 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 no! Ago. You didn't buy me a, a just a coffee. What was that thing you bought me? <laughs> like, because I'm addicted um, to those. I'm like, can I get a caramel macchiato for my friend? Oh, and I, you're a bad you know friend. You, you know when you live, you live in a small town and you roll through there, dressed dressed looking pretty good, and order that for your friend. They're they're judging you. They're like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, say hi to your friend for us. <laughs> maybe, maybe you two will come through sometime. Get some macchiatos together. And you showed up and gave me that, and I thought you had just bought me a coffee. I, I took a sip, and I was like, what is this? Candy in your mouth, eh? Oh, God. You're a bad you friend. Say... You might as well just got him a second mortgage. And like... then, I went, then I went to buy one. That's the whole thing. I go to buy one. I roll up and drive there. I go, I'll have a uh, – I butcher the name, and the girl's like this. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I want. Yeah. And I get up to the window, and she's like, that'll be $7. And I'm like, what? You just put your credit card down and drive away. Just let them have it. Like, <laughs> like, you, you say you your want credit the card on the little the... shelf? 
<laughs> with your dignity right beside it. Yo, exactly. here's my credit card and my dignity. Just take them both. Take them both. Now my wife knows if I'm having a shitty day, she just, and I go, could you pick her up a coffee on the way home? She, she, that's what she gets me. She's like, this will cheer him up. <laughs> this will cheer him up. Sure enough, it does. It does. Oh, it buys me rum. This is why we're different. I'm like, it's been a rough day. You know. <laughs> Oh, uh, and then what would what would be a five? Starbucks is definitely not a five. No, no, not when you're selling either your left or your right kidney. Yeah, we I haven't hope... had a five on the show yet. No, the the black cherry bourbon was the closest, and it was a, it was a you rated a four, four and, and a half, half, and I was a four. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Let's say that a five is just a, a unicorn. We're, we'll forever chase the five. I like that. <laughs> I like that. I like the unicorn reference. <laughs> All right, Kate, give us some tasting notes. Uh, for me, this one surprised me a lot because when I first took a sip of it, it tasted like peanut butter. Uh, and to the point where I had to text Ruin and I was like, am I on crack? Like, does, am I wrong? Does this taste like peanut butter? And Ruin's allergic to peanuts. So I don't know why I asked him. That was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> My response was like, well, I would have been dead two weeks ago. So yeah, I don't exactly. Know. <laughs> yeah. But so they claim on it, like it tastes of, of nuts and caramel, which I think is where my brain is making that connection. Because as soon as I open the bag, that's what I smell as well. And yeah, it's just like, it's smooth and yeah, like it's overwhelmingly peanut butter for me. Um, which I really enjoyed. I've downed like three pots of it in the last couple of days. Yeah, no, I really, really enjoy it. I'd probably give it like a four, four point five. Like I, I'm really enjoying. It. I'm gonna have to go get another bag here, pretty quick. <laughs> if you uh, if you know somebody in Edmonton, so uh, for the reference, the coffee is called Edmonton by High Horse Coffee out of Edmonton, Alberta. Um, if you know somebody in Edmonton, they have free shipping. So I actually just got some relatives of mine to like get it shipped to their house. And then they just like porch dropped it the next time they were in my town. Nice. Which was saved a lot of money on that. If you want to get more, we should, we should get some more sometime, but we what did should. you guys think? I like it. I like it a lot. It's, um, this is very similar to what, what we, like I said, we, my wife is a coffee snob aficionado, call it whatever you like. Somali. So it's got, it's got, it, <laughs> Uh, it doesn't end up with like cheaper coffee sort of have that blandness or sweetness to it. It's got a nice little bitterness to it. Right. So, you know, you, you know, you're getting a good coffee. Even when you take the beans out, there was, there was a slickness or an oil to them, mm-hmm. which is nice. I, I, they weren't overly dried out, mm-hmm. ground up really nice. Great nose. I don't generally drink my coffee black. So this was a little bit off for me. Like I said, I've been, uh, I've been keeping them in opposite hands so as <laughs> not to, to spoil it. Really nice coffee. I'm, I would totally have no problem drinking this. Very similar to, I think we drink something by a small roastery called Blacksmith and Bean. Uh, and I want to say it's called Black Horse. Definitely reminds me of that, for sure. Nice. I just, I, I, if I'm making coffee at home, I've been, maybe you guys have had it. I think it's Canadian. Muskoka Roastery Coffee. Howling Wolf, I think it's called. And... It's, I've heard of them, but I haven't actually. Had I haven't them. tried them. It's yeah. a medium dark as well. That's my coffee at home. I, a high, maybe three point seven five four. As far as a coffee at home, it hits the spot for me every time. This was very similar. I would, I would probably have to rate this somewhere in that neighborhood. Maybe, maybe not quite a four. No, I think, I, I think, it, I think I can give it a four. I think I can give it. A, okay. Can you give it I think four it's a good. I just feel like it's a good <laughs> coffee. You know, you're not drinking. No. You know you're not drinking like um, just 
Nabob or something yeah. from right. the, yeah. Oh god, dude. Oh. <laughs> Did I say no, it's like that coffee. <laughs> like, nah. Did I say a dirty word? Nabob. <laughs> I was really hopeful. I don't know. Maybe it's just like it was so such a local coffee that I was like, oh, I I really want it to be good. And I found it was it was good. It was kind of just good for me. Um, it was <laughs> it was just good for me. Rips it was darts. really smooth. I, I actually really got a lot of the chocolate taste. Um, my wife, though, was uh, drinking it, and she got most of the caramel taste to it that Cade was kind of picking up on. I'm not going to go as high as you guys. I think I'm going to go three and a half. It was really, really smooth, but to me, the, the flavoring was kind of just these little notes, and I brewed it every way and drank it every way that I could try it, and I, I just wasn't getting a lot out of it. But uh, yeah, three and a half, I think, is where I'd land on. Out of five dirts. Three and a half out of five rips and darts. Yeah. So J- Jason, what did you, did you have a score for it? No, I don't know if I had an actual score. Um, like I said, I would serve this. I would drink this on a regular. This is, this is a coffee that works for me. So, I mean, I would probably go, and I, I tend to be generous because I don't ever want to be mean. I would, I would give that a four, no problem. Like if that was available here. I thought you were about to go four and a half and I was going to say, don't do it. That's really close to a no, unicorn. No, you never know. <laughs> it's too close to oh, the elusive unicorn. Um, <laughs> If this was local and I could get it easily, this would this would be in my regular rotation for sure. This is this is the the type of coffee that I drink for sure. Well, there we have it. It's a it's a rated a four out of five rips and darts. That's our combined <laughs> score, guys. I love that. There's someone out there that has no idea what a ripper and dart. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Welcome to Canada. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Well, well you guys have awesome. a sign off, right? And we, we have, have a sign off. off. What's your sign off? So our sign off is, uh, <laughs> what do we say? Uh, I always say it. Crap, Kate, what do I always say? This I don't is know, awkward something now. about being out of we, coffee. Oh yeah. We can <laughs> clip, we can clip you not <laughs> no. remembering. That's fine. We can... uh... <laughs> no, I'm leaving it in at my end. This always happens. We go to do our introductions. I'm like, what the hell do I say every single time? Like I need to get it right every time. No, uh, what I say as is, and with that, I'm out of coffee and that means it's time to go. There we go. So, I mean, do... yeah. oh, I know what you guys say. <laughs> do you know what we say? We haven't yeah, been saying it, it lately. We're going to let you guys say it. I was just going to say, isn't it good night, Dick? It is good night, Dick. There we go. All right. Well, let's, let's do this officially. Let's trade sign-offs. Okay. Jason, you say it. Hold on. I was going to repeat it because I don't his, – his is long. We're all out so, of coffee, and it's time to go. No. So with that, I'm all out of coffee? So it's it time here? to go. Right. <clears throat> with that, I'm all out of coffee, and it's time to go. Well said. All right, Katie, you want to do it at the same time? Sure. All right. Good night, Dick. Good night, Dick. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh.